Hi, Paul. Hey, everybody. This is the Three Views On podcast. I'm Michael. Uh, we have Paul and Simon. And today we're talking about minimalism. We are. It's good. Was that a minimalist enough intro? It's very... I mean, there wasn't a lot to it. That's, isn't um, that what minimalism hey. is? Potentially... Less, less than... Rather than... More. Minimalism isn't less fun. Oh, and it yeah. isn't less enjoyable. Oh, right. So I don't really know how that <laughs> introduction actually went. Um, but yeah, sure. I get the uh, I get the point you're trying to oh, make. Oh, it's good. Good, good. I, I'm, I don't know very much about minimalism. Simon, do you know much about minimal? I've minimalism? read all of Paul's blog. I haven't read any of them. Oh, really? I'm really sorry. That's because you just got married and so it's hectic. okay. It's allowed. My, guess my where, wife guess has read them all. Simon read them. <laughs> <laughs> I read all Paul's blog posts at your wedding reception. <laughs> oh, really? Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Very well done. Well, look, today we're going to be talking about uh, minimalism. Uh, as you may or may not know, Paul had a birthday recently. Uh, and it happens to be on the day that we're recording this episode. Yes. Um, so as his birthday present, uh, we're going to let him uh, speak on minimalism. Uh, not that we wouldn't stop you any other time, uh, but we know you're super passionate about it and we believe that, it, you, we believe that you love it. I love it, man. I love it. It's good. Um, first things first, though, um, I hear that you're writing a blog now. I am writing a blog now, man. So, yeah, actually, you were fairly instrumental in helping me set it up. That's how I heard about I it. Because I don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> By me asking you yeah, yeah. how to change font. How, how do I make this thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I've, I've started writing a little bit. It's been keeping me fairly sane. I'm in between work at churches, so I've got 10 weeks off doing a lot of creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually just giving me a bit of an outlet, and I'm, I'm loving it, man. So it's so at there's got to be less to life.com. That's like that good. cheesy Christian song, but the opposite. What's that? There's, there's got to be more to life. That's right, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't know that one. Who's oh. that by? That is the so classic. That is a by. Yeah, cheesy yeah. Christian anthem, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm impressed that you're spooky, and that was good. You got the, the domain name out. Um, yeah. It's good. You've been learning really well. I gave you a bit of a, a spruik in uh, the Drive episode that I recorded. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, I said I was really impressed with how well you're doing with... Because you're managing a Facebook page now as well. I've got a Facebook page that I use. I've got a Twitter that I don't use. And I've got Facebook, an Instagram, Twitter, Instagram that I use man, not very much. I love that you have, you have taken this and run with it. I'm y- super impressed. Yeah, yeah. You've learned well. Well, do you want to know the irony of it? Writing about simplicity is in itself not a very simple thing. Like, <laughs> I actually was really, uh, yeah, like I'd actually managed to develop some really healthy habits around the way that I use technology and the way that I use social media. Hmm. And then weirdly, writing about simplicity and writing about finding value in your life has le- led me down like to redo battle with all those same oh, things really? again. Wow. I used to be an incessant Facebook checker and Instagram checker and managed to divorce myself of those things and was really happy. Felt like I got in some yeah good habits, and now that this is happening again, <laughs> oh. like I'm running about simplicity of all things, it's become a lot more complicated. With the there you go. So the next thing I need to teach you is how to do social media with minimal involvement. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, so you're figuring? So maybe you can teach me. Yeah, I'm oh, getting that'd there. Be good scheduling posts. The Padawan with your becomes the master. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's right. To that. mm. Fantastic. Well, um, if you want to check it out, there's got to be less to life. Dot com. Dot com. It's too easy. There's a lot of letters in that minimalist title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's really got to as well, not gotta. Oh, yeah. So is there apostrophe? There? No. No apostrophe. There's got to be less to life. So T H E R 
E S G O T T O B E L E S T O L I F E dot com. That's right. That's right. And look, in all fairness, if you go there, like it's the sort of stuff that some people just hate. Let me just like, it let rubs me just a lot of people the wrong way. So if you go there and you hate, that's fine. Like I'm, okay. you know, it's not the stuff. Every, it's sort of stuff everyone's gonna like. So yeah, but you love it, and I we do love, love you, it. So yeah, well, hey. we're into it. Yeah, it's good. His blog posts have a lot more letters in them than that domain name. Fantastic. So that's good. That's Finally. Good, good quality ones. Look, mate, I haven't had a lot of friends who have liked the page. So obviously you're writing good stuff. Um, Simon and I want to ask you a few questions about the minimalist life because we... Well, I'm not a minimalist in any sense of the word. You're a maximalist. Is that what you, <laughs> you minimalists call us? Okay. We are prejudiced deeply, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so the first question I want to ask is... I mean, we did the intro, which was just... Bland. Yeah. I'm guessing that minimalist isn't equal to bland. I think it's Can actually the opposite, that? man. Because minimalism in itself isn't actually anything, right? So yeah. it's just having less. Having less. So having less, doing less, partaking in less. And the idea there is that by taking most of the clutter um, out of the e- equation, the, the more valuable things just rise to the okay. top. So you, you cut the fat off everything else. Yeah, the idea isn't to have one shirt and one pair of pants. The idea is to own only clothes that you love wearing. Like, just only wear your favourite clothes. Well, it's not like to have a whole... It's not to have no books on your bookshelf. It's just to have a small amount of books that you really enjoy and, and love reading and will read again, rather than just having these things simply for the sake of having them and there's no other purpose aside from that. You know, that, that sounds very appealing to me. Mm. Which is odd. I, I imagine have it ever does. It would. Well, I think it's actually in the in its center, like a fairly attractive message. Just have the things that you really love and get rid of everything else. It's not bad. It's it's really good, man. Like I think simplicity. Just like for you, it'd be really. Uh, you're a chronic case of being so. Your <laughs> life is so full. But for you, all right. Say your your ministry is is really important to you. Yeah, yeah. And so there's probably a whole lot of other things that have accumulated in your life. Um, just one decision at a time that aren't necessarily bad. They're just not the best thing, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that are then crowding out your ability to do ministry well. Uh, a sort of a, mi- a minimalist approach to that would say, I'm going to sort of triage this whole thing. The most important things will get most of my time. The least important things will get none of my time so that there's less clutter and there's less ambiguity. Yeah, yeah. And the bulk of my time is going to the things that I actually think are important. Yep. See, I think I think the, the clear distinction there between minimalist and what most people do is we all like to say the things that are most important to us get the most of our time. Mm. Um, but what you said there, that I think that's a key. The things that are not as important to you, more people say they just get less of your time. Mm. Whereas you said they get none of your time. That's right, man. That's, yeah, I just think that's cut them. Really, really important to do that just to... Opt out of a, a lot of things, I think. I reckon, like, f- I had this... Go- like, I've wanted to write for ages. I really have. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of knew I wanted to write, but I... That was actually, like, one of my things that I found really important mm-hmm. for creating. I knew that writing would be a part of that. Um, but I let just mundane, everyday things, even like checking Facebook or flipping through magazines or whatever... Through, magazines or whatever just fillers of time which aren't in and of themselves bad i let them sort of take up that space mm-hmm. so what what i think is a a really healthy way to approach that is to say 
what are the what are the things that I really love in my life? What are my values? And then you just say, all right, so that's going to directly relate to how I spend my time this week. So you say, if if in, in my top five things, being creative and creating some content, if that is in my top five things in life, well, that will feature in my calendar this week. I will create time because there will, there's just going to be, a, I'm sure people are busy. No mm-hmm. one needs to get any more busy. Uh, no. You know that better than anyone. <laughs> but what, probably, what we probably do need to do is prioritise. Yeah, yeah. So I'm spending all this time doing stuff that is not important to me when the stuff that is important to me is getting crowded out. Yeah. Now, is this minimalist thing, does it just apply to time management or does it uh, sink deeper into the way you live your life? I think it sinks fairly deeply. Like, I know you, I might have talked about this, but I, I moved house five times in the last six months. Yeah, that still, I still don't understand why I, uh, or <laughs> what same person would think that's a good uh, idea. It was part, it was a bit of an experiment, really. I just wanted to see how many people I can live with and the different types of characters I could be with before I got married. It does sound fun. It I'm was fun. Lie. And the way that it worked was I, I once moved only um, about three k's down the road. Yeah. It took me 35 minutes from not having packed anything to being fully unpacked at the other house. That's pretty insane. I still, I just keep all my clothes. My wardrobe is a suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I use is goes in there. Yeah. Um, and I've got a bike and a guitar. Yeah, yeah. And a doona. And it's pretty a impressive. Pillow. Yeah. You, you guys know where I live now. Yeah, you've been yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know it's around the corner from where I was living before. Yeah. So I reckon not even three k's. Yeah. I reckon maybe three hundred meters, if that. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not fully moved <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. weeks and weeks of moving. So that's um, my. That's very impressive. I think there's a lot of stuff we keep in our life as a bit of a safety blanket. Like if someone came, to, if if think of, can you think of something you haven't used in the last year? Oh yeah. If someone said to you, came to you and gave you like a big room full of stuff and said, you're, you're not actually going to use this, but if I offer you $200, can you just store all of this for me? You'd say, well, yeah. Well, what I would say is no way. Like I've, I value my space and I'm not just going to store stuff I'm not going to use for that small sum of money. When in yeah, reality, often 200 bucks is all it will cost us to replace all these things. That's probably very true. We're probably only going to need one thing out of the, if we got rid of all of those things that we never use or haven't used in the last six months. We might need one or two things down the track. Mm. Just buy it. Because even if you spend 30 bucks in the next two years buying stuff that you already had, yep. you're paying yourself 30 bucks to get rid of an entire room's worth of just stuff you don't need. And in my mind, that's a pretty good equation. I did some minimalist training the other day. Oh, really? I went through my wardrobe. Yeah. I threw out three, or didn't throw, I donated three big black garbage bags of clothes. Wow. That had just accumulated over living in Hobart and living stuff in Launceston. Stuff that I didn't wear ever anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing how much stuff you just pick up along the way. Yeah, it's crazy. The, a guy called um, Ryan Nicodemus, he writes online... He said he has a, like a I think it's a 1990 rule. He said if you haven't used it in the last 90 days and you can't realistically see yourself using it in the next 90, throw it away. Okay, so it's looking at like six months. Yeah, that's right. Because that, that makes it it gets you across all your seasons and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so if you haven't used it in the last 90 and won't use it in the next 90, get rid of it. Worst comes to worst, you you might want that thing, um, but that's not even a bad scenario. You want it and you can't use it right then. You'll get over that in about two seconds. Mm. And you've managed to actually significantly declutter your entire life. Wow. Um, so are these all ideas you've just come up with or are you sourcing some thoughts from elsewhere? 
Um, I think I really do think a lot of it is biblical. I think a minimalist understanding is just being really fast and loose with physical possessions. Yep. I do think I do, I think Christ called for that sort of radical disassociation. You are not your uh, you are not your possession. So when that when the rich young ruler came to him, right? What he, he said, sell all you have. Because Christ wanted to make absolutely sure that this guy wasn't valuing his stuff more than Christ, um, and so I think Christ actually made he made a huge deal about wealth and a huge deal about possessions. Like Christians are to store up wealth, just not physical wealth. We we store up there's sort of wealth gets reframed um, in the gospel as as something we can store up in heaven. Um, so yeah, so Christ literally says, "Do not store up treasure mm. on earth." Yeah. So I think that kind of makes sense. Don't we're kind of called not to have loads and loads of stuff. Mm. Do you think this is a real problem that we have? Like people, uh, classic people in the West. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And here's a bit of a controversial example, Simon. I'm not sure how you'll go with this one. Um, Simon is absolutely minimalist at the moment. Yeah. He's in sleeping state. He's minimised his <laughs> microphone. Um, all right. So I'll use a really, really hot topic example homosexuality right okay a lot of people say a lot of people say uh if the question is can someone be a christian that loves the lord and in an active homosexual relationship and that's just a blind spot a lot of christians would say no no way that's too big of a blind spot right christ okay. did talk a little bit about sexual purity and in fairness that's something we're called to mm -hmm. but he talks so much about wealth like in the parable of the um, Lazarus in heaven, who's in hell? The rich man. It just says the rich. It doesn't give a name. The rich man. Like you've got Luke, blessed are the poor. Woe to you who are rich. Yep. Like, and then you've got, um, I, I preached on one earlier where a guy's like, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus is like, no, you want that way too much. Like you, you should, again, radically dissociate yourself from all, physical possessions like yeah, life's yeah. not about an abundance of possessions and so then if someone were to come to you if you just read the bible and then someone came to you and said well like could a christian who loved the lord be a consumeristic um and spend their money on themselves all the time and that's just a blind spot you'd say no way no way yeah, is that yeah. a blind spot like christ talked about that so much and yet we do yeah, it's exactly I mean, right. You're like, oh, that's just stuff. And for for some weird reason, we pick out some sins to be way more heinous. Yeah, that but does look at the biblical lay of the land. Rich richness is something that creeps in and force and and basically makes you lean on it rather than Christ. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. big yeah, yeah. time. Well, I've spoken in previous podcasts about how I really got caught up in consumerism, mm. uh, big time, and it really does. It's not something you go out and you decide that you're going to be the kind of person who has lots of stuff. Mm. Um, it, it, it sort of eats its way into your personality very, very subtly, um, but has big effects over time. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, I, I personally think, I mean, when Christ says you can't serve two masters, he didn't say no one can serve God and their sexuality. He said no one can serve God and money. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it, just the biblical lay of the land. People, people knew, even at that stage, whether you're talking about Christ or Peter or Paul, that when it came to idolatry, it wasn't necessarily like Baal or Asherah poles or their sexuality, people were, it was money, wealth, money, money yeah, and stuff. possessions. Yeah. Wow. Well, look, this has been a really good journey. I, I feel like I understand this so much more. Um, and the thing is that you can talk for hours because you have a blog. 
Mm. Um, so where can people find it again? That is, there's got to be less to life.com. That's it. So simple to find. Um, there's a link on our Facebook page as well. Uh, there'll be one on our website, I'm sure, at some point, once I get around to fixing that, which is <laughs> on the list of things to do. There's a link to your website on mine. Well, I have a website? Oh, the free... Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, what website do I have? Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> um, I do have a blog. It's very secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written it in about two and a half years. Yeah, um, I'm finding that. Yeah, I imagine you will. Um, well, look, guys, uh, I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions about um, what Paul's saying, and I mean, it sounds like good stuff and um, well worth having a look at your life and saying, you know, is this something I need to start thinking about? Um, how can people get in contact with you talk to more about it? Well, if you post anything on the There's Got To Be Less To Life Facebook page, I'll go one of two ways. Either I'll write back in a private message to you so we can actually hash this stuff out or I'll record a video on it. I mean, if there are enough questions, I'll just sit down and record a bunch of videos. Um, if, if it's just something that you don't necessarily want to address in a video, yeah, just, just message the page and I'll message you back personally. I can usually get back within a day or two. Fantastic. Uh, if there's one thing that you would say to someone who has just listened to this podcast um, and is keen, what would you say? Uh, there, there is a, a group of guys um, called The Minimalists, right? And they're, they're really sort of the big deal in this. And they've got a, a sort of catch cry that is very powerful, I think. Yep. So I don't want to blatantly plagiarise and I definitely don't agree with everything you, that they say. you referenced it now. Yeah. So it's quoted. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and like you I have said, my I, legalistic uh, <laughs> approval. I um, I definitely don't wholesale buy into everything they say, but they say um, love, love people and use things because the opposite never works. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's keep living the dream. It's been very real. We'll catch you next time.